Welcome to Building a Better Bond, a Fiber Bond podcast. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Building a Better Bond by Fiber Bond. I am your host, Tyler Kern, and joining me today is Chet Carpenter, the business development manager for Fiber Bond. Chet, thank you so much for joining me. Hey, Tyler. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely, absolutely. So one of the things that FiberBond is always seeking to do as a company is to listen to their customers and provide innovative solutions to meet their needs. And today we're going to talk about a new product that seeks to do just that called the MegaMod. And uh, Chet, let's just start off with the basics. Tell us what the MegaMod is. Yeah, the MegaMod is, is just the name that, that we gave uh, you know, to, this, to this concept. It's a takeoff from what we've been doing for several years. It's, it's that's a multi-mod, so mod being module. Um, these are buildings that are that are constructed in smaller modules and then pieced together, uh, much like a like a loaf of bread uh, has its slices. So um, you know, for years we've been doing lots of these projects, uh, multi-mod projects. In fact, you know, probably at least a, a dozen per year, but. Um, typically it's only been in two or three or four modules so smaller so the key difference in between multi-mod and mega-mod is that it's obviously uh, a lot bigger um, and then the other is that it's uh, you know it's the, the delivery method so these um, obviously once they're put together can't go down the road um, and so you know a multi-mod each module small enough to go on a truck go down the road and then get delivered to a site, pieced together there, and then integrated. The Megamod goes down the river, which is the only viable method of transportation uh, once it gets this big, and and ends up um, you know, somewhere along the coast because it's got to be loaded on a river and then delivered, you know, via waterway. It it can't go much further than than uh than the water. So Geographically, um, these these are these projects are focused in the in the Gulf Coast region, and we've uh, we've identified a spot on the Red River, which is about uh, 30 miles from our from our plant location, um, where we would we would perform this construction, uh, do this turnkey project, put it on a barge, send it down the river to be delivered. Uh, you know, straight out the Gulf of the Mississippi and, and then to the coast or through the intercoastal waterway system. And this works primarily because the, the, the primary customer for this is going to be the oil and gas industry, right? So th- they're utilizing these buildings for their purposes. Yeah, that's correct. So uh, large refineries, petrochem facilities, and uh, I guess the, the biggest uh, demand f- for these types of buildings has come from the LNG uh, projects that are taking place on the Gulf Coast right now. So liquefied natural gas is, is now a key export of the United States. It's, it's, uh, it's being, uh, you know, put on, to, put on to these super tankers and delivered across the world. And that's, that's coming from, uh, from the interior of the country. So as, you know, I'm sure you've heard the news, all the fracking that's been taking place for, for over a decade now. Uh, that natural gas is, is making its way down to the, col- the coast. Uh, large facilities are being constructed to, to liquefy that gas and, and allow it to be transported uh, around the world. 
So what were the particular customer needs? We, we, we talked a, you know, earlier in the, in the intro just that FiberBond is always seeking to listen to their customers and to meet the needs that they have. So what were the particular needs that really drove you guys to develop this solution? Yeah, the need for this solution is, has really come from a specific area of the country, and that's the, that's the Gulf Coast. Um, these, these facilities that are being constructed um, are actually on the water. Either, either in the intercoastal canal system or, or, or right on the Gulf. So that, that's, where, that's where this is coming from. Um, historically, these large projects have demanded a solution this large just because the, the process that, that's being constructed is, is massive. So, for example, LNG, liquefied natural gas, um, you know, the U.S. is quickly becoming a, a, a key exporter of that product uh, all around the world. So there's a race to, to build these, these massive LNG facilities uh, down on the water, and uh, a building that's this big uh, is, is an integral part of that. So historically, uh, those types of projects have been awarded to, to only a handful of the largest EPCs, and I'll define EPC as just an acronym. So it's Engineering Procurement and Construction Firm. Uh, it's, it's, a, it's a really, large engineering firm that's taken on more aspects of a project so not just the engineering but the procurement that's the that's the buyout of of for example our building um also all the major electrical equipment uh, and then the construction process so the actual uh, dirt work and 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 concrete pouring um, of the project so it's a, it's a turnkey solution that's provided by an organization that we call an epc you know, up until the last decade or so, this this building or this size of, of building was accomplished with um, the the older method, the multi-mod. So, um, for example, say you've got ten pieces that ten modules that that can that can go down a road uh, and be constructed, put to, put back together on site. Uh, that's the way it was done. They've had a lot of issues with leaks, for one. Um, also, with uh, the size of the projects that are that are going on down there, there's there's actually a, a labor force issue. So there's not enough labor to to, to drive the construction down there. So uh, you know those are some of the problems that, that have come up. Also, there can be weather delays. So all all of that factors into to a major impact on the timeline of, of this of this huge construction process. Uh, the building itself is is typically in the critical path. Uh, of that construction timeline. So any any good customer-focused organization sees what their customer is struggling with and goes out and, and tries to come up with a solution. So uh, that's where that's where this mega mod uh, idea or concept has come from. Absolutely. Now, y you mentioned just the the idea that this would reduce on-site labor and, you know, cut down on some of the uh, the issues that were being had with leaks and that sort of thing when we talked about multi-mod. And so uh, th this really helps maybe increase that efficiency and reduce that need for on-site labor a little bit, which in the end kind of allows for a faster deployment, right? Yeah, there's there's really a ton of benefit there um, with, with a building that shows up uh, fully assembled instead of uh, you know multiple pieces uh, needing to be assembled on site. So, I would say efficiency, quality, and even safety uh, are three major factors there. Efficiency, it's obvious. Uh, you, you don't have to deal with all of the different connections that have to be made 
between um, these different modules once they're once they're there on site. Uh, there again, labor can be a factor there. Um, Quality-wise, uh, all of the all the systems can be fully connected and tested before it arrives. So that cuts down on time uh, as far as troubleshooting issues. And then safety, you know, the more folks that you have uh, bouncing around at a site doing this type of work, uh, the more the more the odds are that you could have a safety issue. And these, again, these these huge projects uh, down on the coast are are hypersensitive to safety issues, as you could imagine. Yeah, absolutely. Now, you kind of you mentioned that safety aspect, and then the fact that you, this is a higher quality building, and you, you experience fewer leaks and that sort of thing. So, what kind of testing and vetting do you do for a new product like this to ensure that it, you know, it does meet your safety standards and does meet your efficiency and quality standards, and to make sure that the process is smooth and that nothing goes wrong? Yeah, there are, uh, you know, there's there's a lot that went into it. Um, we've we've actually been, we've been taking a look at this at this construction process for a couple of years now. And uh, we finally decided, hey, let's, let's just take a run at it and see what it looks like on paper. So, so what we decided to do was, was form two different teams. Um, and these were multidiscipline teams. So we had representatives uh, from Fiberbond, from our engineering, our outside sales, our estimating, uh, quality control, um, operations. So really a handful of individuals that could think about every aspect or hopefully think about every aspect that we would need to consider. So we formed those two teams and then we ran, I guess we ran two different methodologies through the, through a cost model. Um, and I won't get into the details surrounding or surrounding, uh, exactly the secret sauce there. But, uh, (laughs) but, but basically, uh, we looked at the actual design of the buildings. So therefore, how they were sliced up um, before they were, you know, actually put together and fully integrated. So two different ideas there. And then also two different levels of integration that we would use at our plant. So so obviously we'd have to do this this building offsite, um, but we but we're gonna try and make this as as a controlled environment as possible. So we've actually got the Red River, which is within about thirty miles of our facility in Minden and uh, that's where we decided we would we would build this thing um, but you know how much how much integration in each module takes place uh, with our on-site labor at the plant versus how much needs to be done at our at our off-site facility so two different levels of integration there and then um, I guess that impacts also the level of third-party subcontracting we would need to use at the off-site location so so the less we do at the plant, the more has to be done um, at our at our offsite location uh, before this thing gets fully put together and tested and and put on a barge to go down the river. Wow. Yeah. So y- you've also had experience running the field services group. So how did that help inform uh, your view of the process and how this could all work together and how this could uh, be accomplished? Yeah. Um, I guess my experience there. Uh, lends me a lot of knowledge in that in that um, when you're dealing with 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 labor in the field you know anything that can go wrong some typically does so um, I definitely had some had some concerns with our costing model making sure that we could cover cover every possible uh, issue that could arise when you're when you're not dealing with with uh, with plant 
processes. So uh, definitely, I put that into uh, <laughs> into our side of the costing model. I was I was you know obviously involved in, in one of the the teams that 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 ran the costs. So from a cost perspective, how does this compare to the older method? Because there seems to be some definite upsides, but I would assume that it's it's possible that doesn't come without a cost. So how does this compare maybe to the older methods when it comes to uh, to the potential costs? Yeah, uh, that's key as we as we arranged uh, or organized the, the two different teams and ran them through the cost model. We wanted to we wanted to make sure that we could offer this solution um, while maintaining profitability and, and also having the least amount of impact on our, our lead times for our other projects. So so we knew that that this solution um, we, we know through you know a deep dive into market research that this solution is is more expensive overall than than the the multi-mod uh, method. So, but we're also aware that that these EPCs and the the customers, the end users, are willing to pay that premium uh, in order to to get this done. So, uh, we saw we saw you know, I guess we were all surprised when when the two teams uh, delivered their findings that that uh, you know. There was a significant—I wouldn't even say significant—probably about a 20% premium uh, that that we uh, that we saw over the old method. So we feel like that's uh, in in the overall scheme of things, that's that's definitely um, something that the that the end user is willing to willing to pay for because they'll probably see uh, much even even more savings than that on on the back end of this. Uh, just from the benefits of, of how this turnkey solution gets delivered. Well, Chad, thank you so much for uh, taking some time today to talk to me a little bit more about the Megamod product and what it is and how Fiberbond is always seeking to innovate to uh, to meet the needs of their customers. So thank you so much for taking some time to talk to me about it today. Thank you, Tyler. Absolutely. And everybody, thank you for listening to this episode of Building a Better Bond by Fiberbond. Of course, you can go subscribe on uh, either Apple Podcasts or on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts, honestly. And make sure you uh, share this around with other people in the industry who might find it informative and interesting and that sort of thing as well. Like I said before, I've been your host today, Tyler Kern. Thanks for listening.